Well, hello there. This is Tony Galati, Iron Rep for Men of Iron, coming to you one more time here. This is week four in our marriage podcast. We've got one more next week, and that's my last one, last Monday in July. Well, that's a relief. I really hope you've been enjoying these episodes. I know I have. So today we're going to have part two of Tools for a Healthy Marriage. Last week was part one. This is part two. I told you I'd go over the tools from last week, which was the Holy Spirit, prayer, scripture, and fasting. And then I have a couple more for you today. So just touching on the ones from last week. The Holy Spirit, the helper. Okay, the helper. He is there to help. Do not refuse this awesome resource that God has given us, recognizing his power. I love Romans 8.26, and I've also been liking this easy-to-read version. I don't know, maybe it's like the version for dummies, but I I like it. I really do. Now, I'll still go back and forth, and when I see something in the ERV version, I will go back and just sort of compare it, and sometimes I like the other versions better. Um, But Romans 8.26 ERV, also, the Spirit helps us. We are very weak, but the Spirit helps us with our weaknesses. We don't know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit himself speaks to God for us. He begs God for us, speaking to him with feelings too deep for words. This is when I go back to another version, the ESV. I really like this. Instead of, he begs God for us, speaking to him with feelings too deep for words. So instead of feelings too deep for words, I love this. Groans too deep for words. And wives and husbands, I don't know how many wives are listening, but Anyone who is married understands groans too deep for words. You know, you just get to that point where you don't even want to pray. And maybe you've prayed over and over and over again and like, God, what why aren't you doing anything? You know what you know what I say? Sometimes sometimes I might just go, Hey Holy Spirit, groans too deep for words. That's all I got today. Groans too deep for words. And in no way am I putting my wife down. I'm saying like my shortcomings, you know, they just frustrate me. I, I, may, I may sit there and be like, man, God, I have your power. I have your love. I ask for it. And it's not really working today. You know, like, what, what the heck do I do next? And I say, Holy Spirit, please, like, groans too deep for words. Because that's how serious this is. That's how frustrating this is. Also, the Holy Spirit intercedes on our behalf. The NIV says, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. There's another one, wordless groans. Let's see what the King James Version says. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. It keeps getting better. I can't read anymore. I'll run out of time. So listen, Holy Spirit. Helper, sent by God. Jesus told us how important. Recognize his power. Let him help us. Let him intercede. 
And that leads us right into the second tool, prayer. So Holy Spirit is praying. He's interceding for us. But like pray to the Holy Spirit. Constant communication with God. Be intentional about constant communication with God. What does that look like? Intentional. Intentional time talking and listening to God. How do you start your mornings off? Think about what's the first thing you do in the morning? What's the second, third, fourth thing you do in the morning? I don't care if you brush your teeth first. But how far down that list is prayer? How are we going to know what God wants specifically each day and each moment if we're not staying in constant communication with him? My morning time is phenomenal. My afternoon time sucks. Like, if I'm not intentional, I feel like, oh, wow, I had this awesome relationship with God in the morning, and the second half of the day, I, I'm just like, where'd he go? And he's like, where'd you go? So I am being more intentional about setting alarms and putting it on a daily schedule, going for walks later in the day rather than in the morning so I could spend that time with God. Man, and I love it. I love it. A good relationship with God will lead to a better relationship with others. And it doesn't work without that. So that's why I want to put the priority there. That's why some of you might be saying, what's, you know, all this marriage advice is just advice about getting closer to God. Well, yeah, hey, you figured it out. Genius, genius, genius. I mean, look at Luke 14, 26. Anyone who comes to me must hate their father and mother. They must hate their wife and their children. They must hate their brothers and sisters and his own life. Also, let's look at the ERV for that one. If you come to me but will not leave your family, that sounds nicer, you cannot be my follower. You must love me more than your father, mother, wife, children, brothers, and sisters, even more than your own life. Boy, I tell you, I start liking this ERV version more and more. Do you understand what he's saying? Like, put me as the priority. Everything changes when he's the first thing everything changes and only then will everything change so it's not really an option invest in your relationship with god and you are investing in your marriage and your kids and your father and mother brothers sisters friends bosses whoever it all trickles down get get that picture i pray god continues to help me to get that picture and remember that picture daily so the third tool was scripture. Again, these are in no particular order, but they're the four that I mentioned last week. Scripture gives you encouragement. It gives you truth. I'm going to come back to that in a second. Information on the Holy Spirit. Like if you're like, well, why is he a he? And what does he really do? And when does the Holy Spirit come into my life? Is it when I'm baptized? Is it when I'm saved? Is it when I'm 50? Is it, when does this actually happen? Read the Bible. So going back to truth. The reason why truth is important is when you have all these feelings, a lot of them aren't really true. And you can't replace a lie with the truth if you don't know the truth. So dig into some scripture. And don't you don't have to start at Genesis and make a plan to read the Bible in a year. Just let the Holy Spirit guide you. Let the Holy Spirit guide you. I think it'll be different for everybody. I don't think there's a right or wrong way. That's why praying, which involves talking and listening key we listen so i just really want to encourage you to add a healthy dose of 
some scripture in your day. Okay, so what was the fourth one? Fasting. I am so grateful that God has shown me these things. This is him showing me who I'm really supposed to be, what my potential really was in him. I hate who I was and can still be. I hate it. So when I talk about, man, I tell you what, waking up at four o'clock in the morning is the greatest thing I ever did. It's the best two hours of my life I spend with God. And people go, you're out of your freaking mind. Well, I I get it. I used to think that people shouldn't wake up before 7 a.m. I thought that was ungodly. I'm waking up at four o'clock in the morning and I'm telling you, I'm not even using my alarm anymore. I just realized my time in the morning is so much more impactful than my time at night. Like, take inventory. What are you doing at night? Mine was watching TV and eating a bowl of Lucky Charms, and my morning was sleeping. Now, TV's out of the bedroom, go to bed earlier, don't have that bowl of cereal, which is much better for my health as well. But why? Why am I doing that? The Holy Spirit put it on my heart. So what I was getting at was sleep for me. I'm taking something that I used to love and replaced it with God. So if you want to do that with a meal, that's awesome too. You know, like say, hey, I'm not going to eat lunch because during lunch, I'm going to go for a walk and I'm going to pray and I'm going to listen. Maybe TV. I spend an hour watching TV every day. I'm going to take that hour and I'm going to give it to God. Heck, start with 15 minutes or 30 minutes. Start with one episode. Do you binge stuff on Netflix? Don't watch four of them. Watch three. And then give that time to God. I'm telling you something. God rewards obedience. And you will also notice a lot of these things that we take away are coping mechanisms and their comfort. The devil loves those things. You know, God puts on your heart things that aren't good for you. And as silly as it sounds, me eating a bowl of cereal, even though they are magically delicious, yes, they are. But I was comforting myself. I was enjoying checking out and I realized it just wasn't good for me so I hope me sharing a little bit of my story helps you to see some of these things all right so I want to give you two new tools these are huge get some fellowship around godly men and you could do that with small groups start a small group we even have resources on on our website to help you start a small group but you could just open up the bible invite some people over and have a small group you could have church anywhere. <laughs> hmm? See what I did there? So the new tools are small group fellowship. And the second one is going to be one-on-one mentorship. One-on-one mentorships help you dig deeper. They provide an environment of transparency so you can get to the root issues. And setting goals. Let me tell you something. The only way you're going to accomplish things in your life without goals is by luck. And I don't think you want to live that way. These are things we need, men. We need these things in our lives. Stop doing it alone. There's no reason. So I just want to remind you, go to menofiron.org, check out our resources. And listen, I, I just want to encourage you, write these tools down and incorporate just one of them into your life today. Not tomorrow, not the beginning of the week, the beginning of the month, 2024. Come on. There's no better time to act than today. Be intentional. You can do this, but only with the help of God. 
Next week will be the last episode. Just a little summary and what it looks like to live all this out, putting it to work. And I'm also going to provide some resources. Talk to you next week. Have a phenomenal day. Heart stars and horseshoes, clovers and blue moons, unicorns, rainbows and tasty red balloons. That's me lucky charms. They're mischievously delicious.